everyone. Uh, thanks for tuning in to the Forbidden Love Rugby Podcast. I'm Reese, and I'm happy to say I'm joined by Ed and Mikey, both of whom didn't disappear as soon as I pressed record today. How are you doing, boys? <laughs> yeah, good. Happy to be here and not reconnected. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's, I wonder if we keep these gremlins out the entire time, Mikey. Well, we'll try, is it? We'll try. More marvellous stuff. Uh, just to say thanks for uh, listening, tuning in, however you are doing so. Uh, you can find us at FL Rugby Pod on Twitter, uh, ForbiddenLoveRugby at gmail.com if you wanted to email us. I'm at RJJ Blue and Black. How do our fans and enemies find you, Ed? I am still at Eddie Rugby, E-double-D-double-Y, uh, Rugby. Lovely. <laughs> Mikey, I've got three questions for you. Oh, go on, hit me. What, number one, what's your Twitter handle? <laughs> Here we go. Uh, my Twitter handle is Mikey S. Harris, all lowercase. Number case. two. Oops, ah, sorry. you've jumped the gun. Ah, Look at this. Go on. I knew. I thought I should have tried, uh, tried to do this before we started. <laughs> Never mind. Question number two, Mikey. Yeah, yeah. Question two. Is it all lowercase? It is. Question number three, does it matter? No. Marvellous. All right. Um, so, yeah, I guess, well, maybe we had a fun old weekend of it, didn't we? In, uh, oh, we had, a, we had a go, didn't we? Ed, we went back to walkabout for what must have been the first time since 2008. Oh, God. Are they still doing the two-pinters? Yeah, oh, they, they are. are. Would, you, would you care to hazard a guess how much uh, a two-pint cup of lager was? Oh, God. Uh, oh, £8.75. £15. <laughs> Gee, no. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Guinness was only 13. Of what? Uh, Moretti. <laughs> oh, they seen you. They seen you coming. 15, 15 quid. quid for a two fight. So my uh you know, you know, Matt Nozzy, he uh he came back from the bar to buy a round. <laughs> I, I saw him come with these two pint glasses. I thought, oh, I don't really want a two pint. I said, oh, fair enough, how much was it? 30 quid. 30 <laughs> seven pound fifty a pint. Wow, it makes you not want to go out like Jesus don't it? Christ. And you had to pay to get in. It was, it was twelve. It was lunchtime. Like. <laughs> yeah, the the floor's wow. still sticky. The screens are still big, and it still and has a, a faint whiff of um, stale beer and disinfectant. Yeah, and there's a there's a energy of horniness and aggressiveness, and sometimes at the same time, it's uh, <laughs> oh, it's, a, yeah. it's much yeah. a different atmosphere than what it was back in the uh, the early part of the century. Yeah. God, yeah, when, when we used to go, Mike, you were the young farmers lot, it was like, I, I don't know, two pints were just seven, eight quid, yeah, I think, if like that. Yeah, doubled, almost doubled and in price. Like, and didn't pay to get no. in. And then another thing they were doing as well was like taking your ID on the door as well, like taking your driver's license and sort of like scanning your face to make sure you weren't some sort of a... Hooligan. No, hooligan. Hoodlum. Hooligan and hoodlum. Exactly. <laughs> oh, it's that Mikey S. Harris, please. <laughs> Watch him. Watch him. <laughs> <laughs> how about you, Ed? What did you, how did you watch the game? You were DIYing, weren't you? Uh, well, I was uh, gophering <laughs> uh, more than anything else. Uh, yeah, uh, Jen's parents were down helping us finish off the bathroom upstairs, um, which was actually probably a good distraction because <laughs> uh, I think I, I sort of um, was catching bits of the game here and there. Uh, I saw us. I saw us start our first try, and I thought, "Oh no, if I made if I made a mistake." And then I checked the score later on. I was like, about five ten minutes later, I was like, "Oh no, I've made the right choice." Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was. Uh, there was a particularly brutal period in the middle of that game, wasn't it? But mm. we'll, uh, 
yeah, we'll come on to those a, a little bit later on, is it? Yeah. Cool. Let's yeah. do the news. The WRU's, emer- no, uh, it's not emergency, is it? It's exceptional, extraordinary. No, it, extraordinary general meeting. Yeah. general meeting is on Sunday. <laughs> There's only things that E could stand for. Um, but yes, it is <laughs> extraordinary. Uh, and this is for the, essentially for the modernization vote. And as it stands, guys, it sounds positive that it'll go through. And we've been following at Rugby Progress on Twitter. And they've been keeping a handy list of who's come out to say they will be voting yes. And so far, 17 have. I'm going to shout them all out, I think. Good idea. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Hlantwit Vardra RFC, Real Rugby Club. RFC Mountain, which I'm assuming Mountain Ash. Mountain Ash. Uh, St. Peter's. Now, come on the land. Who do you reckon that is? Penland. <laughs> well, wow, Mikey's on fire. Oh, Dunbar, that's, that's easy. Done my own work. Uh, Beaver, <laughs> that's easy. Barry, my state Celtic. Uh, Swansea, that's, that's, a, that's a big hitter. Mm. Uh, Bedwest, uh, Aslavera, baby. Wrexham, Dennis Powers. Ooh, okay, then, who's the buns? That's there is. That's a good uh, nickname. Saint Albans. Yeah, yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. Hlandarth <laughs> uh, or Landerf, if you're local, which I am not. <laughs> uh, Pyle and Banwin. Mikey, of good all mix. of those teams, have you played all of those? Assuming you haven't played Swansea, but probably along the <laughs> decades of playing minis, juniors, yeah. youth team, second team, first team, played a lot of rugby. <laughs> yeah, much more than the three or four seasons I decided to uh, have a bash at. Um, but yeah, I, uh, how how are you feeling about this vote? I guess. Um, I think it's, it, it's getting it's some good. It's, yeah, it's getting some good feedback from around the clubs. So says on social media, and I'm sure there are f- probably a few more clubs about who are feeling the same, going to support the more the, the motion to to modernise. Um, I feel in some cases always a bit of like the the stick is bigger than the carrot, maybe. But you know, if it if it's for the for the benefit of the the, the game in Wales from the top to the bottom, then you've got to get behind it. Yeah, I think so. Um, anything to add on that? Uh, no, I totally agree. Um... I'd say I am uh, cautiously optimistic. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because it was, what, like 66% yeah. last time? Yeah. Don't need a 75% majority or something along yeah. them. Like, yeah. Somebody did point Good out the, um, the clocks are going forward in the wee hours of Sunday, <laughs> and they do wonder how many committee men are going to be late to this meeting or maybe not make it all together. Um, we did talk earlier about uh, was it uh, Henry Engelhart, the, the co-founder and former CEO of Admiral, which is a really successful Welsh business. He is a independent non-exec director on the WRU board, but he's come up with some strong words to say it, it needs to happen, essentially. And I, I feel like, Mikey, going back to what you said, there is an element of stick to this because it's, yeah. if you don't do this, then basically you're all screwed. Yeah, and I don't think anyone... You know, there's a there's a lot of people with a lot of good hearts in 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 the club game, in the community game, and I'm sure they want to see the game 
in the wider in wider Wales and their own club thrived in not just in terms of rugby but as a hub for the community. So yeah. that the rugby is a massive part of that because it's a rugby club, much in the same way you've got any other sport, be it a, a football club, tennis club, cricket club, and there's a few of them about about as well. So that's the driving force behind what it's all about and the community get along with it and if it's to make the clubs in the clubs have better opportunities in playing rugby then then it's it's all for it and sort of it's, it almost that uh, what the Engelhardt's words are much in a similar vein to the misguided words of Nigel Walker the other day holding the feet to the fire with the regions yeah. of signing players like I, I can see what you mean um I guess the the, the thing is to push the uh, to push the comparison to sort of breaking point I guess like the stick that we're talking about at least there's an element of honesty to the stick it's like if you don't modernize then yep. you probably are fucked yep. whereas with yeah. holding the region's feet to the fire three weeks has passed and we've <laughs> still not been able to sign any no. contracts yeah. so you know <laughs> like what, what, where were them words and what were they, what were they for they seemed a bit, yeah. a bit yeah. too much too soon and certainly misguided I'm kind of, I'm really hopeful now for the dust to settle a little bit. So, like, mm-hmm. I think after Sunday, all of the sort of platitudes and the empty statements and the posturing, hopefully, will be over and we'll be able mm-hmm. to see actually what's going to happen next. Because right now, it still feels in the future, right? Yeah, even though it's a, it's as close as Sunday, it's still it still feels like that's the you know, a prequel to to what we want to happen. You know, we're still so far away from, it feels like anyway, still so far away from seeing the, the benefits yeah. of the vote and, on I mean, Sunday. One, one thing, assuming it goes one, one thing we all forget about this is, remember, Nigel Walker is uh, is meant to be an interim role. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Like, yeah. nobody's actually mentioned what, what happens next. Like, no. <laughs> so yeah, that, that'll all be interesting. But I'm hoping to see, you know, by the end of next week, some sort of plan now. Yeah, I think like um, back to the Henry Engelhart um, piece as well. I really, I really enjoyed it, and it's it's also a reminder of of like these successful business people who have a vested interest in Welsh rugby. Mm-hmm. And bear in mind, Henry Engelhart is an American that 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 came to Wales and made his name here. I didn't know that. Uh, and um, you've know, got the likes of of him, you know, a billionaire. <laughs> you know self-made man uh talent 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 the w you know how, how you should be running this business to make it successful and make it uh sustainable on the back of um uh oh jeez i've gone blank on her name sorry amanda blanc um, amanda blanc thank you you've got uh, you've got amanda blanc on the back of Amanda Blanc saying exactly the same yeah. thing, and you know, it's just like at some point you've got to start stop listening to you know die club clubman for Aberavon and start listening to these multi millionaire, very very successful business people. Yeah, yeah. So they, I mean, obviously, they, see, sorry, go on, Mikey. Can, no, so they they can see from the outside, like, and it's almost like they're throwing their hands up in the air and saying, "What are, what are you doing, lads? What are you doing, boys?" Yeah. yeah. Uh, just sorry, lastly on um, the article as well is like he made a very good point that if this does not go ahead, um, how does that make the WIU look to the rest of the world? Yeah, yeah. 
and it does not make it look good whatsoever. And he made a very good point that like if you go away and you know you're trying to talk to other rugby fans or just people around the world, they're going to be like, oh, the WRU, where they voted to to keep misogyny and. Uh, <laughs> racism rife and, and amateurs running the the sport and yeah and, i mean yeah. if if you if you take a look at the under 20s results like mm. the, the the pathway is broken isn't it like it's it's not fit for modern sport no like it, it, the under 20s results have been dipping for the last like well i, I can't think of how many years you know i, I they have they've had some success with junior world cups, but the under twenty six nations seems to have really dived, and it goes to you know it, Italy have a better pathway than than Wales, yeah, yeah. and that like you know I'm so I'm chuffed for that and like you know so it's amazing to see, I'm, but I'm chuffed you know to a limit, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> chuffed but not to the expense of my chuffedness for Wales, yeah, yeah. under twenties. Awesome. Mikey, did you have something to, uh, to add? Yeah, another interesting thing. Great to see all the clubs, like we alluded alluded to recently, all the clubs coming up and saying, we support this motion. It's a, it's a good indicator, I think. But let's not forget, there's 282 member clubs. Well, no, the interesting thing there is I've not seen anyone come out and say, no, we won't be yet. No, yeah, there, there is that, but it's not going to suit everyone. I mean, like I think we've probably all heard or been in meetings where you get those who abstain, those who vote mm. with the motion, and those who vote against the motion. And I mean, to abstain, like you know, is you, you might as well not bother turning up, really. Yeah, no, it's interesting, yeah. I think, because if I've understood what people have been saying correctly, um, if you show up and abstain, that's as good as a no, because it has yeah. to be seventy-five percent of present members. Whereas well, if you yeah, don't yeah. show up and abstain, that that's better for the cause essentially oh that's interesting yeah. so you could just pack the room with people who don't vote and yeah you know if if if, if there's a good enough buffet you know <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> every clubman and his dog they, are gonna they, be there they'll all be there yeah i mean yeah. well no actually what would a clubman's ideal sunday look like and it would be prawn cocktail to start wouldn't it <laughs> oh yeah of course <laughs> yeah. a little sprinkling of paprika oh, that, delicious uh, that a sort of lukewarm roast beef dinner. I don't know what, what's the dessert of choice these days in those sorts of functions. Gato, crucifixes, a defrosted frozen eclair from uh, from Iceland. Still slightly yeah. frozen in the middle. Tiramisu for the coffee connoisseurs. Uh, oh, Darius yeah. Black Frost Gato's good, yeah. yeah. Why were you here again? <laughs> uh, right, in uh, well, less jovial news. Um, sounds like with Max Clewellyn's official signing for Gloucester, which I was definitely in the um, the denial phase of grief. It's, it's happened, isn't it? <laughs> uh, it looks yeah. like Teddy Williams might be off to Exeter to form a little Wales in the back five of their scrum. What what number of like touted Welsh players to Exeter is he now? Uh, oh, there's been a few, haven't they? Like you could you could probably just about get a squeeze of fifteen out of it now. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I mean, um, well, I'm not a do it, but like Fran- off the top of my head, Francis was Francis there for a bit. Yeah, Francis was there. Yeah, he was at Exeter. Yeah, you got Dav, you've got uh, well Teddy, but someone's there. You got Christ in the back row. You know, there's a lot of them. 
Oh, who's the, who the foot? Many, many more. Uh, Phil, Phil, Phil Dolman was there for a while when he was a oh, fullback. Because he, he got called up for a, for a Wales squad uh, yeah. to, a, to the South Sea Islands, wasn't it? And he got injured. Yeah. Like, oh, man, get in for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was... Oh, that's right. Because that was like his last opportunity yeah, yeah, as well, yeah, wasn't he? Because of like his, his age was pushing on yeah. a bit. He's up, he's up and towards, then he got injured just before. I think he was up towards 30. But like, you know, now, I mean, he's been the prime of his career. <laughs> yeah, being selected yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what would Wales give for a decent 30-year-old fullback right now? Yeah, he's actually younger than Lee Arfany, maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah, with Teddy Williams, it's an interesting one. So I, I didn't realise there was this um, sort of loophole in the, the cap rule, but because he has not yet got mm. capped for Wales, yeah. he is free to... So I, I didn't realise that. Uh, so it wouldn't harm his Wales selection chances. But then what happens when he... How old is he? 20. What happens then when he does get that cap? Good question. I think then, I think, I, I might be talking about my arse here, so if anyone's got any better information, please feel free to get in touch. You've got the contact details. I think what would happen is the next time he was offered a contract from a Welsh region, he would have to take it or oh, sling your Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's oh. how it works. Or was was it written into a contract? Maybe that you know released for Wales camps, but that's going to be very. Can't that's not it. on the yeah. That's not that's not on the RF on the uh, Premier Rugby's. No, um, um, we tried it on with George North all those years ago, and they they kept getting fined by the RFU. Yeah, the, Northampton kept getting fined by the yeah. RFU despite that clause. So nobody makes that clause anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's a shit. I mean, arguably our. Him and Tamani have been our form second rows of the season, really. So. Yeah, and like we we've lost him for two months, basically, to go and hold tackle bags, yeah. and and now he comes back, and we've got him for you know four or five games to hey, season you know now. It's ridiculous. How much is he going to play in them four or five games? Like as as well. Oh, we're going to flog him now. <laughs> like, yes. yeah. oh yeah, yeah. He's played eighty minutes for four weeks. Die, <laughs> um, die! Did... Give me a break! Die! Give me a break! Hard lines, mate. <laughs> I um, I did see some interesting rumors on Twitter earlier, which I will go into. Bring a heavily caveat that they're rumors that. There is word that Liam Belcher and Corey Domachowski are going to go semi-pro with Merthyr and then get and get get a job alongside being a semi-pro rugby player. Wow! Yeah. Don't know how much that truth is... is in it. It's a rumor, but it doesn't sound I... unfeasible given the situation we find ourselves in. Well, no, I think um, there's a couple of other players who played down, for the want of a better word. Hmm. Um, Ashley, was it Ashley Beck who went from Worcester to Merthyr? He did, and then he's yeah. on. He's on the, and he was springboarded into the Cardiff European squad. Yeah, no, I, I think reading between the lines there, we never intended to pick him. We were just like, I think some residual paranoia from the COVID season. <laughs> hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean Dan Fish did it. He he retired from the. <laughs> Dan Fish can do what he likes. He's he can hero of he's earned yeah he's earned the right yeah I wonder I mean like because Merth are in Welsh Prem terms the money bags team right so right now yeah you you could see like if if those boys were offered I don't know eighty k contracts down from hundred twenty k contracts I, I'm picking figures out of thin air yeah then some you're saying yeah like Merth could say well we'll give you thirty and you and you as a use a job on the side. 
you'll get another twenty five on top of that. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, they could help help build that new bypass going over. Yeah, Mesa. exactly. <laughs> get up there with the shovel, boys. Hi, jump on the digger. Um, Sorry, go on, Ed. I was just gonna like say, obviously, caveat that they're, that they're rumors. I wouldn't be surprised with Belcher. I think you know he's he's fairly low down on the pecking order for Cardiff, and well, it... Domachowski, I would be surprised by because. He's had a very good yep. season for Cardiff totally so far, and I can see it would be a shame to see him go. Yeah, I could see him in a Wales jersey at some yeah, point. Yeah, me too. I, I was just going to say, yeah. like he's he's done that kind of graft, and he's he's put himself up there, like and he's he, you know I think you know is as in the loose head position. There's a few boys about, like, but I think we've alluded, yeah. we've alluded to it previously, like um, a little bit of depth wouldn't go amiss. Yeah. Now, I know this isn't the Cardiff Rugby podcast. I don't know if that exists. Maybe I should start one. But um, I don't know, man. I feel like Belcher could actually be our second-choice hooker, really. I mean, if, if everyone's fit, this is Daisy and Belcher followed by my hill, isn't it? You'd say so, wouldn't you? Like- I, prefer Belcher to, I prefer Belcher to my hill, yeah. But I just feel like, I don't know. But yeah, there we go. That's that's a podcast. Well, that's an episode for a different podcast. Yeah. That's, that's, not, that's not for us, I guess. Again, it's, it's the depth of hooker, like in it, and uh yeah. Mike all around glazing over with this Cardiff hugger talk. Is that the time? Right then, mm-hmm. shall we wrap up the news by trying to wrap our heads around the new global tournament that isn't a new idea. It's been around <laughs> since about 20 bloody 18 and they try and make it happen every two years. I thought it might be fun if I basically read from the Wales Online article and we try and figure out what the hell is going on live. Yeah. Yes. Cool. <laughs> okay. Um, so we're saying that there'll be a new global rugby tournament, which will see Northern Hemisphere teams face their Southern Hemisphere counterparts every two years from 2026. Um, it will only include international games taking part in the summer and autumn windows with two groups of six teams from each hemisphere. Everybody good so far? Yes. Awesome. So that will be the Six Nations and the Rugby Championship sides being joined by Japan and Fiji. The Northern Hemisphere sides will each play three seven opponents away from home in the July window. So does that mean that, for example, Wales could be playing, I don't know, Japan, Fiji, and South Africa in a summer tour? Yeah. So that's a lot of travel potentially or are they going to play out of Ooh, australia will it be like, will it be South a, Africa? yeah a destination tournament maybe uh that would make more sense that would make more logical um yeah more more uh, geographical sense yeah, you, i wonder how come... that will oh here we go no see uh okay it means the traditional summer tours uh, will come to an end except for lions toyos so i don't know there's, there's nothing Definite, but it would make more sense, Mikey. I, I think you're right there. It, um, yeah, to, to, to look at it, said that uh, geographically, if you, you, you play it in one country, because like when they come to when the Southern Hemisphere teams come to Britain to do the Britain tour, mm. they haven't got to go that far. You, no, you can get it. from so, Scotland, you can even drive from Scotland to Cardiff in eight hours. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you can't get a plane from Fiji to Argentina in, yeah, that's basically I mean, time, like the. 
eastern side of sorry the western side of australia and new zealand are a long fucking way away yeah and yeah like if you're going south and playing three teams so that's a four team you know you could easily do three three sets of four group games yeah. I, I'd, I'd need more like in one host country yeah, yeah. i need more detail here but like the match day revenue is gonna be quite lopsided isn't it so if there were to be a host yeah nation in the southern hemisphere which i don't know whether they will or won't be but if that were the case then okay so once every other year your destination would have the games but when it comes to the northern hemisphere as you say it's likely they'd be travel to the nations yeah that's uh, you, you I, I can't see them, you couldn't see them all playing sort of like you couldn't put say less hypothetically less let's put all the uk mm. teams in one country yeah, it wouldn't work. So, you, so you have in let's look at let's put Wales in the Millennium Stadium. Sorry, Prince Bradley Stadium, whatever we're calling it. Let's hmm. put let's put England in Rodney Parade, just because we <laughs> just because we can. He right. knocked it on. <laughs> let's let's put um, Scotland in Swansea because they both begin with S. And yes, Ireland in, I like it. I, Ireland in internationally because bin, it's closer. Yeah, in, in, yeah in, in, in the bin of West Wales because it's closer. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, but, yeah, put him in Park Iris. Nobody go watch him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, you stick him up, stick him up, stick him up there. Oh, you can put, put like you put Prance up there. Just take him as far as the comfort zone as possible. <laughs> and then, and then, you know, a, a big, I'm a big fan of putting a team in Bill Wells as well. So let's stick out, stick Italy ah, in, in, in the showground, is it? Yeah, just to um, liven that little bit of the country up. Um, no, <laughs> at, at the end of November, there would then be a grand final between the top side from each pool. Oh, oh right. So they're sticking with the pool idea. Oh, it, well, it's become a bit fashionable of pools and all sorts of business. It's like, yeah. Mm. No, then they would then. So, so we these answers might get these questions might get answered later on in the article that I'm reading live here. So. Uh, let's let's not sound like we know what we're talking about quite so strongly. Um, it does say that from 2030, there'll be promotion and relegation, which could be brought in to provide a pathway from a second tier competition to be launched in 2024, including Georgia, Samoa, Tonga, etc. Now, my issue with this is, this feels like World Rugby is saying the only way for second tier nations to grow the sport is to getting to the top tier rather than make the sport bigger at that level. I Then again, I suppose, like you look at that second tier tournament and that grabs my interest quite a bit more. Is that only end... because we're not involved in it and we don't have to worry about <clears throat> where our team's going to be traveling to and playing? Because well, yeah, on paper, I'd love to watch Georgia play Samoa. If you're Georgian yeah, or Samoa, imagine. it could be a right pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think like yeah. you, know, you, you you get them can the them teams Georgia's Samoa's, for example, mm. being able to graft against each other more regular on a more regular basis. So like I'm I'm not against that. I think that's, but but then again, what happens to if if this is affecting sort of. What is, uh, I suppose it doesn't affect the Six Nations and the um, European Nations Championships well, this, and stuff. This, this, is my, this is my next question, see. So, yeah, are we in danger, like, of making the World Cup a little less special? Because, like, in the World Cup, you do see 
Georgia's play Samoa's, and it's it, you know, you know, it's like when it's the, the World Cup might be in New Zealand, and it's six o'clock in the morning. You've woken up and you, like you put the tally on it. There's five minutes in, and Georgia and Samoa are smashing the shit out of each other. Like, yeah, I feel like that would be somehow less exciting. I think it has to f- go in line. You can't you can't detract from the World Cup. I don't think because the World Cup is the jewel in the crown for rugby union. It's always so awesome. It's so much fun. The World Cup. Yeah. I think um, I saw a tweet by Squidge yesterday, and he alluded to the fact that it does now mean that Tier 2 nations only get the opportunity to play Tier 1 nations every four years. That's a very good point. Yep. And that's an issue for me because, you know, okay, they tended to have been the least supported Mm. games in the autumn, but I always look more forward to a game against one of the... um, minnow sides than one against the you know the top the top tier sort of from two points of view as well one from the always interest and i don't see a lot of say georgia i've seen enough of them now after they've beaten us but also (laughs) you tend to see a few more caps being given out you know you you tend to see how newer players deal with international rugby does that make the cap more meaningful if they're not playing off against the, the smaller and apologies for the for, for the phraseology yeah, no, and the, the want yeah. of a better word um you know it, it's not is it you know i suppose in a, in a former way in a in a previous few years it would have been like so i felt that maybe it's a lesser of a cap against mm. the likes of georgia the pacific islands teams or if they were to, portugal coming up in the world cup like yeah Oh, yeah. on the Pacific Islands teams, you've just reminded me, we didn't talk about this. Mm. You, you know what I'm going to say, didn't you? Mm. Yeah. The Lions are going to be playing a Pacific Islands super team. Oh, they're going to get absolutely cut in half left, right? And, and apparently they, they're everywhere. also playing a combined Anzac rugby league team as well. Yeah, um, it's, it's part, part of the Australia <laughs> yeah. tour. Yeah, um, they're going to be a combined Australia-New Zealand side. Which is going to be brutal, like both of those extras. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to have to be an 80 man squad. Like. I... I I love the look of it. I do. I really do. It's going to it's test. Bashed. Yeah. Oh, it is, and it's going to test that Tour Alliance team to their nth degree. By the yeah. time they play Australia in that third test, they are going to be pulling people from Ammonford seconds. I, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah Shade will be up for a game. It's my last yeah. game, boys. <laughs> my last, 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 last. I, I, I hope last. it's Gatland versus Eddie Jones. I really do. Uh, I, it won't I, be, right? No, <laughs> I think. He's, he's it's going to be flush. That, yeah, it's, 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 I think all fingers right now are pointing towards um, Norman Farrell. Farrell. Yeah, yeah. Who's, uh, you you wouldn't bet against no. it. I mean, he's done it before. He's been yeah. on tour. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, gives him some sorry, value as well. Like, yeah. Now, uh, just to finish off on this tournament malarkey. Um, so it now appears the competition will be ring fenced. Play no wider part. Yeah, the Six Nations will be ring fenced. So that means no more speculation over Six Nations promotion or allocation. But I guess the other thing it means that's the end of the talk of South Africa joining the Six Nations as well. Oh, good, good. Thank God for that. Well, Not because well, I particularly the... dislike. So I don't think South African rugby is great. I yeah, I just kind of like the Six Nations. Being what it is, I don't know why it feels like home. Yeah, you know, it was. It, I think you know, <laughs> yeah. way, way back at the turn of the century, when you know the proposal of, it, of Italy joining, that was that was enough for some people. That was enough to put some people off. <laughs> it's, but, it's worked though. We've made it yes. work. I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's. I think it's. It's the best. 
world rugby tournament in the yeah. world and it is the jealousy of, of rugby around the world um but yeah it's, it's always that always always good old reliable you know blanket you've got that when things are going a bit wrong you just cuddle up it under it and yes for at least at least for four or five like, weeks everything's you know, good again when, when the six nations starts it's the dead of winter and then by the time it's over it's the equinox there's daffodils yeah, yeah. oh don't, yeah don't, don't it's great it. um and Super Saturday is like one of the best rugby days in the world. Unless you're paying £15 like... in walkabout. Yes. <laughs> yeah. in, in, in my humble opinion, I think every Saturday should be a Super Saturday. I kind of agree. Yeah, I don't like the it... Sunday fixtures at all. I can sort no. of live with a Friday night fixture, but... Yeah, Sunday fixtures are pants. Yeah. Like, I'd, I'd, I'd easily go for a Friday night and then a double on a Saturday over yeah. a, a Sunday fixture. Um, Friday, Friday night lights, everyone's a fan. Yeah. Now, finally, boys, unions and stakeholders are said to be confident the plan will not diminish the Rugby World Cup. How confident are you in their confidence? I think it all, dep- <laughs> I think it all depends on how how they work. So they say it's going to be every two years. Mm. Yeah. So is, is that going to be? Are we have? Is this going to be sort of like the European Cup in football? Are we going to have a World Cup or, or, two well, years? It, it, it smacks to me of the um, what, what do you call it, Ed? The uh, sort of what friendlies used to be is now a tournament in football. Oh, the like European qualif- qualification. No, so, there's a the thing. There's like promotion and relegation, and it, like there's something. The, the, the Nations Cup or something is it? Yeah, yeah. That's the, it. Yeah. It smacks yeah, to me a bit of that. Yeah, yeah, nobody yeah. really knows what's yeah. going on. <laughs> and is, isn't it something with yeah. the Nations Cup? You can only play teams two places above you and one place below you or something like that. I mean, the details have eluded me. I, like, yeah. I followed Wales's campaign and I still had no idea yeah. what was going on. It's, it's like trying to follow where it. we were qualified. It's like trying to follow the Heineken Cup these days, isn't it? <laughs> oh. um, there's, there's, one, there's one guy in the Wales online comments who's just commented balls to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I spoke to my brother-in-law about this, um, this Nations Cup and the promotion relegation. He's very much more into football than I am, but um, the way he explained it, it, it made made sense to me, and um, I like the look of it. But it seems like things like this football have kind of nailed it, whereas rugby is still trying to figure out what they're trying to do. Yeah, and, and seems... the other thing is like it's the, the way it would go. Then is let's let's start a four year cycle. We go year one, weird new tournament thing. Year two, World Cup. Year three, weird new tournament thing. Year four, Lions tour. Like, so it's those two years. I don't know, man. Like summer tours, they're just better, and they like. There's a lot to be said for a three test tour. Yeah, I love a three test tour. Yeah, two test doesn't do it. Three test was always the test to prove over three games. It's the least you can play. Think of think of the ones you've had recently, like the France Australia one was belted, in. Ireland oh, and New Zealand was belted. Yeah, in. Yeah. our little yeah. tour to South Africa was weirdly belted. in. Yeah, England have done England. Yeah, oh, they were Aust- No, where did England go recently? Uh, Argentina. It, Argentina. It was Australia. It was Australia. Oh, France Australia was a couple of years ago, maybe. Yeah, I think France Australia was the um, Lions yeah. year, and then uh, England Australia was last year. I uh, like I, I really like them. Um, yeah. So yeah, I feel like we might be losing something. Yeah, and I think the players benefit from being in that test environment. I think it's it's different to um, playing a tournament. Your mentality is different. 
and yeah. it almost a three test where almost like puts you in a sort of world cup mentality because yeah. you you're away from home you you've got to perform three weeks on the bounce and after mm-hmm. you know, and you're playing three teams in a te- in a in a pool and after that it's anybody's game yeah it's almost trying to sort of prep for that and i think the players get value out of being around each other as well it's a yeah. great learning opportunity for the players of, of each other and about themselves and about sort of the wider coaching and support team as well. Yeah. Awesome. Right then, shall we move on to our thoughts on this weekend's game? Uh, I'll, I'll start with Ed. What were, you, what were your general feelings after the France game, Bob? Uh So like I said, I kind of like was in and out of it. Um, I've watched the highlights since. Um I'd have to watch, yeah. I'd have to watch the whole game again because I feel like the 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 what I was watching up until George North's try was very very positive, and um, I was like, oh, actually, maybe you know, Gatlin calling up all his old guard is uh, is going to prove a masterstroke, and then so yeah, then I dipped out, and then I looked back on, and I think we were three tries to one yeah. by that point, and I was just like, oh, okay, maybe. So, Mikey, with, with regards to that early sort of. Uh, part of the game that uh, Ed's talking about there, it felt like there was a bit of a, a power game going on, a bit of a mind game going yeah. on because we were quite front. We well, we we looked up for it for oh, ten minutes, didn't we? Yeah, it was. It's like we said this last week, like you know, it's the it's the type of rugby we wanted Wales yeah. to play for a long time, and it's very encouraging. Like you watch a bit of scrum five on the weekend, and it was um the, the some of the pundits saying it's the best performance Wales have had. So far in the Six Nations, and I, I kind of got to agree. I mean, from the very start, it was full of energy, full of power. I still feel mm. it lacked a little bit of direction at some point, but I'm not sure yeah. if the if it's that if it's it, if it's the organisation on the park is to blame for that. But to, to digress, um, yeah, Wales did play the best they did, and, and I think. Um, France did France things and just played a little bit better. Uh, France, I mean, so I've heard, I was listening to uh, Blood and Mud on my various movements today, and they uh, they made the point on there that um, France needed about five minutes of being excellent to beat us. Uh, Do you think maybe there was an element of them taking their foot off the gas towards the end of the game, perhaps? Yeah, quite possibly. I think... um... You know that middle gap between our first try and our second try mm. was—it was just all France. It was just France playing glorious rugby, completely tearing us apart. And I think you know they've got the bonus point. I guess it's a bit—it was a bit of an odd decision because you know they knew that. I guess they knew they could win, but I don't—I don't, I can't remember what the points difference situation was. You know, you'd think, yeah, they, they basically think they'd want to score as yeah. many as they could just, just in case Ireland did. Yeah, that's a good point. So I, I don't know if I'm just being my usual pessimistic self about it, perhaps. Um, but yeah, like I, I feel like finally, like North's try at the start was very much a try we created. We went through phases and he yeah. hit a brilliant line against a stretch defense. And, and think, oh, the pass for the try. Yeah, oh, oh spot God, on. I mean, it was like inch perfect. Sexy. Yeah. And that's yeah. what Reese Webb has brought. From the Ospreys, from his way of playing to the, to the team, like any slower, and that would have been ripe for an interception. Well, if we hadn't have, if we hadn't yeah. have sort of been so fast on the fringes in attack, yeah. 
and disorganized their defense and had them on the turn. And if the pass is a little bit slower, it was a right for an interception. Uh, but what it was pinpoint. And what did it mean? Did it for me was the angle of the pass as well? Like, yeah, it was. You know, you could cut it with. You could cut glass with it. That angle. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm just thinking of the other tries now. So uh, Bradley Roberts got on the sp- uh, on the score sheet oh, as well. The Malpas go on, lad. I, I couldn't on. believe it when he went. So, like, but because it, it seemed like that people just kept picking bodies up off the floor. It's like, oh, it was that guy. It was that guy. No, wait, it was. It was tell you Bradley Roberts all along. I'll, I'll tell you what happened. What happened? As the players were moving away, he slowly, slowly slipped down and become the last one. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. I've never seen a try scorer look so pissed off though about scoring. <laughs> <laughs> he probably didn't have a. He probably put a better on against himself, much akin to Rob Owley. Yeah, and then we had a we had a nice little Thomas Williams uh, snipe, didn't we? Which uh, which I yeah. thought was good actually to see him doing those things, which is what you want from Thomas Williams, really. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, and then uh, Dyer to run things off again. No, so uh, that was a quality quality try, quality effort, beating two players. Yeah. Yeah, in the 80th minute, minute as well, you know, he's played a full match. He's, yeah. he's still looking nippy. Um, and yeah, I guess, like as Ed says, maybe France were trying to keep the points difference as strongly in their favour as possible. So maybe I'm being a bit harsh by... Uh... No, no, I, I, th- I think you're right there. I think it's... Uh... It was always a just-in case, like, you know, because I think in everyone's heart of hearts, we always knew Ireland were going to... Yeah... Put a, put put a put a big score in England, and 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 it was all made up from the on St Patrick's weekend. Yeah, I will say if uh, you guys could fill me in because um, obviously I was sort of in and out, wasn't really paying full attention to the game, so I didn't pick up on this. But uh, a lot of people in groups I was in, where I caught up on messages, were saying how badly Dyer was playing in that game. And how poor his defence is. Well, throughout. for me, I was watching it in the the pit in Walkabout. Pit of misery. Uh, there was somebody next to me who continually was stealing my hat, and I was getting oh, annoyed God. by that. Uh, oh um, yeah. <laughs> so I was not entirely able to pay as much attention as I would have liked in certain circumstances. So. For me, I've got like um, and you know, I'd, I'd had two fifteen-pound pints by this point, whatever the fuck it was. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, I've got sort of like a highlights real memory of this match without any real detail. But yeah, I'm, I'm just I've got the highlights on the background. I mean, like, um, France's uh, let's see, you know, this would be their second try, the Dante try. I mean, like Dante's hearing at the line from yeah. five meters out. Like nobody's stopping him there. It's no. uh, you know. It's, yeah. it's like a fit bastard, Yeah, but I, I have heard podcasts and things sort of pick on Dyer's performances on Saturday, but it, it wasn't immediately obvious to a drunk man in walkabout, if, if that's I'm, any consolation. I don't, I, <laughs> the average Welsh I, I, I think that's a bit harsh on Dyer. I mean, he, he's following in the footsteps of some quality players, no less George North playing inside. Um, and there's still a lot of room for development. It's like we said before, ceiling is quite high as a player. And his yeah. finishing ability is is second to none. I mean, you, you you'd pick. He's proved that time and time again. Like with beating the two players yeah. against France and on the weekend just gone. And is it the 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 score against Italy? You know, yeah. obviously he was a lucky bounce, but he was there. 
I mean, what more do you want from a winger than to be on the end of a kick or a pass when needed? But caveat be that pass has got to be good. And yeah. if that pass is coming from someone who haven't passed well, that's not that winger's fault to not be able to get on the end of it if the pass isn't there. I'm just watching um, a replay of Pernod's first try as well. And like, enter Max break. I mean, Nick Tompkins probably Don't. should have snared him. Don't. Um, but but thereafter, man, the yeah. run and then the pass. It's just, oh, it's so good. Yeah. So good. <laughs> you just like, oh, I do pods. I mean, like. Because by his standards, he's not at the best uh, tournament either. Um, oh, my God, what are his standards then? <laughs> I know. Yeah, uh, but... I feel like I feel like Dupont not having a good tournament still makes him an average eight out of ten. Yes, yeah, in, uh, minimum, minimum. His, ba- his baseline <laughs> is, uh, is so high. Yeah, and yeah. I think going back to what sort of uh, Gatland said, sort of in in the week leading up to that game, there's about eight players who are um, on their last run out in the Six Nations. I think after that performance, maybe um, older. Nicholas Tompkins can count himself yeah. with that future Six Nations squad. I do wonder if he might start to get a soft spot for uh, Johnny Williams in the ensuing months. Or maybe even Max Llewellyn. I, I'm almost certain Max Llewellyn, if he's fit, will go on the warm-up games. Max Llewellyn, Johnny Williams, Kieran Williams. <laughs> like there's, there's some, you know, law of averages, one of them's got to be world-class, low-key world-class. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't. Not saying they're not going to, they couldn't end up world class, but let's not go down the route, the route of the 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 pivot way of thinking of if I if I cap eighty players, one of them is going to be world class. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. We did we did spend five weeks lambasting yeah. that <laughs> tactic. So, um, I've just I've just I do sorry, I do I've hope gone. that oh, I just quickly on the uh, warm up games. I do hope that like he's used this tournament to kind of get his system in place and get his core group together. And then he uses the warmer games as a chance to like get those fringe players in some game time and see where he thinks they're at, like like Teddy and Max and and um, Kieran. Kieran. Maybe there is some method to all this. Like we've been a bit, we, we well we have been saying like Gatlin just seems to be going entirely random in this tournament. But yeah, yeah, I do wonder if actually maybe through the fog and the excitement and the emotion, there might actually be some sort of logic. Interestingly, uh, Stridgen's off, isn't he? He is. Now then, which yes. there's uh, there's st- rumours uh, it's to do with the investigation, and you can understand that if somebody is under investigation in the lead up to World Cup, you'd probably say, "Well, hang on, it's probably not great to have your own camp because of the uncertainty of investigation." Yeah. Um, also, it has been said that Wales haven't looked their fittest. So again, maybe Gatlin's come back and be like. Be doing for four years. But, but, but whose responsibility is that? Yeah. Let's not get away from there's a professional structure in Wales. And Jonathan Davis said on Scrum 5 about when Gatlin mentioned about the skill level, what, what are they doing in the regions? And this is yeah, another I... issue I have with the disparity between the WIU and the regions. They are yeah. not on the same page. They are no. not prepared at the moment. I mean, like, you know, Wales have been throughout benef- the beneficiary of. The regional setup, having so many grand slams and championships and, and and narrow losses to the to the big three, but there is still evident. It is still evident that is that that disparity between what's required, what's what's wanted from the, by the regions, what's required by Wales. 
I think it, it ties back in perfectly, actually, what Nigel Walker said a few weeks back, which was, imagine if we gave the regions like you know a couple of million quid more a year and just how much better the path would be, how much yeah. better facilities could be and how, how much better coaching could be and coaching development. You yeah. need this from a young age. Because like I say, as Jiffy says, you, you don't get those sort of skill gains when you're in your 20s. See, I see the other way around. I, I see this as very much top-down led. I believe, rightly or wrongly, you know, we're all individuals and we all have opinions, that it all needs to come from the top down. It's got to be governed from the WIU and the WIU need control over the regions, the players, the strength and conditioning, all for the greater good. I could see them having influence. I could see there being coordination. Um, and, you know, you, you could say we will fund your program provided it meets these criteria i could see that working because yeah ultimately it can be symbiotic then you can have strong regions making whales strong you can have whales making regions strong um i think the regions have to be allowed to do their own thing though because like 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 we said about the community game the people at those institutions know best what they are for and how to do what they're supposed to do yeah, but the difference there is that's not impacted the national team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I think it comes down to funding, like availability of money, because yeah, you, know, that, you, you can't you can't yeah, train anybody yeah. for four and a half million pounds a year. You just can't, you know. No, no. Like if you had a team of Alan Wynne Joneses for four and a half million pound a year, they might not oh. win shit. I mean, Pete Gallowin Jones as well, not geriatric Gallowin Jones. <laughs> Alan Wynne and the pacemakers. I've, oh, um, yes. I love it. I love it. Like, you have just seen um, Fiku's try on the highlight as well. Do you remember? Like, walk, yeah. walk about erupted, didn't it? Like, what a class run. Yeah. And like, I think he's, he's exactly what I want from a 13. Oh, yeah. The, the prototype. But, um, yeah, didn't they play that move against England the previous week? And um, I, th- I think uh, something on the commentary reminds me of that they um, played a similar move. And, uh, you, you'd like to think the players would have watched the game against England, maybe. Yeah. And uh, spare a fort for uh, Antonio barging through Zamet. Oh, poor <laughs> Zamet. Right. Like, he was out on his own on the wing. I mean, like, what a miss. Uh, yeah, yeah, Antonio yeah, yeah. had, like, a, Christ, like a 20-meter run-up at him. Like, <laughs> what did Zamet only give me inside shoulder? It was, uh... it's almost like a missile coming. Yeah, like uh, at like thirty four seven down after fifty odd minutes, you could have forgiven Wales for doing what we did against Ireland, Scotland, just giving up essentially. And like, you yeah. know, Bradley Roberts scores his try, and, and before you know it, um, the third one follows not long after as all of the, the the Williams snipe. So you know, I, I think there's improvement in terms of we are we do seem to be creating stuff because compare compare the France game. Uh, this weekend to the island game at the start of the tournament like we looked mm. absolutely rudderless in that game yeah, yeah totally different way of playing they've learned a lot and they've gained a lot through playing from the first like I said from the first to the last like here's one for you boys do you think that if we were playing Scotland this weekend we'd have beaten Scotland oh that was a very good game mind let's not get away from that I, I, I don't feel like Scotland like should have rubbed it at least face it by scoring that final try. <laughs> it was a bit oh, do you know what? I to think... be fair, beautiful try though. Oh, insanely good. Stunning. 
Yeah. Um. I I don't know. Yeah. Possibly. Poss- I reckon if if yeah if these two teams are like Scotland team from from the weekend and Wales team from the weekend played each other, so I'd. I'd have been quite quietly yeah. confident we'd have done it'd that. Be, it'd have been very entertaining, a very entertaining game. I think. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I feel like I feel like Wales have trended upwards towards the end. I feel like Scotland have tailed off a bit. If that's fair. very yeah. I think so. Sorry, go on. Sorry, no, go on. Sorry, I kind of feel like actually this weekend we'd have given Scotland and England a good game. Um, Ireland is still streets ahead of us. Yeah, uh, France obviously yeah. just fucking beat us, and we already beat it. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like yeah, if we could have a couple of do overs, we we might we might be on parity of Scotland and England right now. I th- uh, and I think that's what we want to see from a team, from your own team, is that progression throughout from game one to game five. It, it, it like yeah. it, it shows that in, that the, the positive the positive trend. And you know, if hypothetically, let's say that's a World Cup, that's a bit of a momentum builder as well. If if said team is to be lucky enough or fortunate enough to go through as 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 runner up in the pool, yeah. Well, now then, that's a brilliant segue, Mikey, because oh, my next question is yeah. going to be <laughs> taking into account the sort of uh, lopsided draw for the World Cup. What has the Six Nations told us about the World Cup peck in order? Well, actually, let me, shall, I, shall I frame it's, it a different way? Shall I go through the pools and sort of we'll try and war game it a little bit, like just just for fun, for fun, yeah. like a bit so, of fun, don't we? If fun. we look at Pool A, and I'm only going to talk about the teams who realistically are going to get out of the pool. You've got New Zealand, France, and Italy. Now, I, I don't see Italy overcoming the odds there. They pushed. They pushed no. France. Mind. They did push France, didn't they? Yeah. <sighs> No, you've so, got me thinking, but it's it's going to be in France, and it's it's the World oh, Cup. Oh, please be the oh, it's the last game of the group. Is, oh, see, this is the, this is that trend oh, that you want. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. If France, if, no, France will beat New Zealand. Do you New Zealand will beat Italy. Italy will beat France. And it'll oh, be points difference. Pool of, yeah. Pool of, the pool pool of death in Pool A. Hundred percent. Yeah. Can you imagine? Imagine Uruguay also beat Italy. France. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and send them, and, Which is and, possible. And, uh, let's hypothetically say, you know, let's say New Zealand beat France. Oh, France, imagine, France out in their own Imagine home, France. But imagine France do do a France of uh, 2007 and just decimate New yeah. Zealand. And then lose Tonga uh, or whatever it was. <laughs> no, 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 no. But then. Um, uh, get a greater points difference um, and then Italy beat uh, everyone else wins as they should and then um, Italy beat yeah. France and then because of that points difference of France-New Zealand it means that New Zealand are then out, out of the pool do you stage know, God, do you know what's hilarious like if, if you're France right going into this World Cup like okay Uruguay and Namibia aside because you, you let's be honest probably are going to beat those two you open yeah. against New Zealand and you finish against Italy. That's a rough fixture list for me. Mm. Like, because you yeah. set down a marker in that first game. Yeah. And it's hard to set down a marker against New Zealand. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> it's like you, you, you've shown your, shown your hand, like, and you've shown all your cards. And if you, come, if you come off the wrong side of that game, that mm. France-Italy game at the end of the tournament is, at the end of the group stage, is, is going to be something. Would it, would, it, would it be too far fetched to say, like you know, in a in a game like that, uh, 
I mean, with 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 Italy pushing France this year as well, mm. is it worth France throwing that first game? Like, do you, do you know what I mean? Just to no, no because no, then you're going to get Ireland in the quarterfinals. No. But no, they, which yeah, you want Ireland in the quarterfinals, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, guaranteed, guaranteed win. Yeah. So yeah, let's let's move on to Pool B then. So that then is South Africa, Ireland, Scotland, uh, Tonga and Romania are no mugs. Uh, but come the World Cup, I think the tier A teams are going to just have the conditioning mm, to do yeah. them. Um, interestingly, Romania is seeded beneath Tonga, uh, but then you know the, the seedings are batshit crazy. And this is why we look forward to yeah. the second tier new fangle tournament that World Rugby are brainstorming. Hmm. Um, now then, by the time the Ireland Scotland game comes around at the end in the final weekend of that pool, Scotland will have played South Africa, Romania, and Tonga. So Scotland could be sort of uh, two from three. Yeah. Ireland will probably be three from three. So, oh God. What about it's... South Africa though? Yeah, oh, this is this is that's going to be a good group. That that South Africa Scotland game of that group is probably going to be um, quite a, a group decider game for me. The, the winner will go through in second, essentially. Yeah, mm. Mm, uh, interesting. I think um, I very interesting. I think there'll be a lot a lot riding on that game, and if Scotland can prepare well, uh, when do they play each other in the uh, so South Africa's. First game is Scotland, and Scotland's first game is South Africa. Yeah. Oh, that's that's that makes it even more exciting. Yeah, yeah it's gonna be awesome. So if if we just look back at pool pool A now, we've got three teams in pool A. Reasonably, think could go through. Three teams in pool B mm. could uh, reasonably I just go through. Could... Go back to Pool A. Um, I'm sorry, but as much as we'd like it to happen, there's no way that it's not going to be France or New well, Zealand going France through. France nearly shot the bed against Italy three weeks ago. So, like, well, yeah, this nah, is can't see it. And imagine you, the new, like, imagine, imagine, like, it was okay. Let's 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 go pure fantasy land here. Mm. Wales are the second ranked team in the world, and the World Cup is in Wales this September, and our final group game is against Italy. How confident would you be? Oh, you're pulling out all the stops in it. 95%. Would you? I'd be shitting myself for yeah. four months. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I think I would do with it, yeah. Yeah. I, Like The day of that game, I would be a wreck. Like, yeah. like, it's like, because we, we are capable of losing to it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, if, if, if any team who implodes will lose to Italy in the World Cup. Um, you, you, you... Okay, you have reminded me that uh, France did lose their opening uh, game against Argentina in 2007. Yeah. Yes. And and Tonga beat them in whatever World Cup it was, like I I know it's, it's not, 2015. Like you, you do you do no, 2011. 2011. You do know what France is yeah. now, a very good France, but yeah. you know an injury yeah. to say Dupont, and all of a sudden you've lost your stardust general captain. You know it's yeah. I mean it's it's going to be France and New Zealand. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mikey, you were, you were on the verge of, of making a point then, and I, I hijacked it. Not a problem, Ed. Not a problem at all. But then it sort of moves over the fact that, like you know, with Italy having that, having the time as well, like everyone will to in camp and blah blah blah, and they've been doing well. And you know, can they find another star like Angie Cabuzo before the World Cup? 
unlikely maybe, but be nice. Or can they sort of maybe tweak Garbezi and Tomaso Allen to shave up as well? But yeah. um, it's uh, yeah. I mean, so like you know, if we go to Pool C, let's 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 see who the yeah. top three are. Top three are they? Well, Pool C, we've got Wales and Australia, and I think they are. Pr- well, Australia are going to be out on their own. Wales are, I think, clear second best. And then it's Fiji, Georgia, Portugal. Now I know Portugal have just beaten Georgia. Georgia have beaten Wales. Therefore, Georgia World Cup, cha- Portugal are World Cup champions. Obviously. Um, <laughs> but I think come the World Cup, Wales and Australia. Uh, we something, meet again unless, in World Cup. Unless 2007 happens again, Wales are getting out of that group. Yeah, Fiji were looking deadly in uh, in twenty nineteen, and I think if they they I can't remember the seven's name, but he was having an absolute stormer against Australia, and then he took a headshot, had to go off for concussion, and then unfortunately was out for the rest of the tournament. And I think I think there was a few decisions that didn't go their way against Australia, and if they had, I feel like they could have won that Wouldn't game, that complete- which, which would have meant we would have faced a different Fijian team because, as we all know, they play with confidence, yeah. which was which was proven by their shock loss to Uruguay. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I I just think like twenty twenty three is so different from two thousand seven in terms of elite sport. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And you know the magic can happen, and I'm, I'm not saying like this it's going to happen, but like in terms of war game in this. I think in that pool, based on this weekend and the trend in the Six Nations, you'd back Wales to get out in second place behind Australia, I think. But if you, to go back to Fiji a minute, I mean, there's been a bit more investment in Fijian rugby lately with the Fijian Drua side playing in Super Rugby, which is only yeah. going to benefit Fiji. And to that end, granted, the Crusaders are not having a, a the best of Super Rugby tournaments. Mm. Fiji Fiji Drua did beat the Crusaders, albeit by a point. Lately, yeah, they've still got that in their back pocket kind of thing to sort of rely on. And Crusaders are no mugs, and I haven't been for the last double figured, double digit years in in Super Rugby. Yeah, and then finally Pool D. I mean. England are getting through, and it's a question of, well, they, then you've got Japan, Argentina, Samoa, and Chile. Now, I mean, for me, as it stands, you've, it's England and Japan or Argentina, isn't it? Although England weren't really great, were they, in the Six Nations? D- yeah, this this group, based on recent performances, is suddenly rocked mm. up to be possibly the most exciting group yeah. in the tournament. Because, you know, okay, I'd say Chile, they're going to show up, they're going to have a great time, small chance of a, of a possible upset against Samoa, possibly. I was Samoa, thinking the same possibly. thing, yeah. But um, realistically, you know, you've got Argentina... Japan, England, all of who could beat beat each other on their day. Maybe not Japan and so England. England but, have... but even then, throw in Samoa into that. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Samoa could turn over Japan or England Argentina. England would have to start strong because they have Argentina yeah. and then Japan. Oof. Yeah. Heavy. Japan could, you know, be talking Miracle of Brighton all over again, really. Like, we... Yeah, Japan aren't what they were. No, they're not, no. No. Um, I, I think it's going to be England plus another. 
there. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm I'm trending towards Argent- Argentina at the but moment. If, but yeah, if, um, Jamie, so. if, if Jamie Joseph can get Japan rail up again, yeah, yeah, good gosh, there's a there's a brave there's some brave blossoms there, like yeah. Okay, well we'll we'll do a sort of what happens next podcast close at the World Cup, I think. But I think as it stands, yeah. <laughs> of the home nations, I th- oh, sorry of the Six Nations teams, I think we're saying that. Scotland and Italy are probably the most likely not to get out of their groups. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Awesome. Right, Dan. I look I can't wait for the World Cup podcast. That's gonna be belting. Oh, we'll be doing dailies. Dailies by then. Oh god. Yeah. We'll have to hire hire a caravan and do live. I'm gonna have to teach you boys how to use this software. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Shall we um preview round sixteen of the URC? It's coming. It. Uh, so Friday, uh, Cardiff are away in Parma to Zebra. Now then, uh, Simon Thomas, uh, still of Wales Online or formerly of Wales Online? I can't remember. Still, I yeah, think. Still, I think, yeah. Reports that Cardiff will have Thomas Young, James Botham, Reese Priestland, Liam Belcher, Mason Grady, Reese Carre, and Teddy Williams available for selection. Yeah, lucky, 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 uh, not lucky blues. Sorry, lucky Cardiff. (laughs) Need to get my. I need. I need to buy a bell. Um, (laughs) However, (laughs) Tolupe Falato, Josh Adams, Thomas Williams, and Dylan Lewis will not be available. As will Liam Williams. He's also not available. Yeah, I think that's probably a that rest time of post Six Nations, which you know, them boys have played a lot of rugby. I mean, Josh Adams has played every game. Yeah, Faletau's played every game. Dylan Lewis has been involved in They're every in the game. Rest, they? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, but I mean, how do you see that one going? Like, it's, it's, it's finally an away game we could win. I'm just cautious because of you know we've been yeah. shit lately. Yeah, and, and Zebra are going to have the same issues as well of, of not having the Italy yeah. squad members back yet. So maybe it'll come right that Cardiff's little bit of depth they do have available to them will come through but like we seen not a fortnight ago maybe when the Ospreys lost out to Zebra and the Ospreys were as loaded as they could have been even yeah. with some returning internationals like Kieran Williams they I say Kieran Williams return international capped but not quite yeah no, no Zebra Zebra are still winless oh, this shit. season in the URC uh, no wins, no draws. Uh, so yeah, shit, man. It, it, this would be an embarrassing game to lose, but I feel like we've got the loss in us somehow. You worry, uh, like you know, I don't know. There's there's going to be a lot of um, sort of tightly coiled springs coming back from Wales camp who are probably like looking forward to a break. It you know, mm. a break in Italy to just go and play some rugby. Hopefully, Teddy Williams will come be coming with some aggression. But then, do you worry if if they're all going to be having one eye on the sale game? You know, they this yeah. the league's yeah, over. There's, there's, there's not much yeah. they can do in the league. Hey, <laughs> the yeah, car, car park, park shield, shield is still very much on. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, we're only uh, we're only nine points off sixth. So oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's too too. That's expecting a lot of. <laughs> Yeah, expect. after after this position and the next position, there's only two positions to go up. Uh, and note to the game that's as a, well. That's open a lot of other results go a certain way. Um, of course it is. The URC yeah. uh, Rainbow Laces uh, weekend, 
uh, Pride Weekend. It is. And uh, there is actually an IGR team in Italy, uh, Libera Rugby, who are doing, who were approached yes. by Zebra to do a joint thing. And what they came up with was hmm. um, armbands for the players who just choose to wear them in Zebra. Um, and apparently, from what I understand, okay. the armbands will have the logo of logo of the Libera team and the Cardiff Lions team. So that'll be something to keep an eye on. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Oh, man, yeah. Right. We'll keep yeah. an eye out for that. I mean, Not I sure hope we... that's happening. But um, uh, the last I heard, I think that was the situation. Because, um, yeah, no, that, that's built in. Now, Saturday at 1 p.m. Now, this is a bit of a shame. We've mm. got a derby. It's Osprey's Dragons. However, yeah. it slightly clashes with the Women's Six Nations fixture against Ireland, which is a 2.15. Well, I could... could... Which... So the, uh, yeah, there'll be some dual screening going on for that. Yeah, bad bad planning by the URC there. Yeah. Um, but, so if we foc- we'll focus a bit more on the, the women's fixations a little later. Uh, Ospreys v. Dragons. I mean, I've never <laughs> been more dragons in my life. Like, we need dragons <laughs> to take Ospreys, the pressure off us a little bit. Well, uh, they, 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 they four they points last, behind us at the moment. They did last season, didn't they? Yeah. So it's um, not inconceivable. It's, it's in the Liberty... Which, uh, man, I, I feel like Ospreys will win, but yeah, but also Dragons were way less affected by yeah. Six Nations call ups. They were, and Ospreys had a huge contingent who will be resting. However, I mean, the Ospreys have quite good depth. I mean, you look yes. at an Ospreys team without the Wales players; it yeah. doesn't look like it gets blindsided by much. You do the same yeah, with the Dragons, and they it does get. It quite a lot, particularly if you take out all the internationals. I mean, like, if you look at sort of like, you know, Bradley Roberts, Leon Brown. Yeah, Wayne Wright uh, play. Wayne Wright, let's say Ross Moriarty was their team, Basham. Do you think Wayne um, Wright won't play? Rio Dyer. Uh, this is he a good could question. Do, he's he's yeah. only played one match. Yeah, I think. Um, given no, the you choice, might be right, think, actually, Ad. Yeah. I, I think given the choice, I think he'd, he'd tr- throw his name in that for selection. I guess it depends how sort of mad they went in France <laughs> yeah. on Saturday. I'd say night. the only Dragons player I could see <laughs> being rested would be Dyer, to be honest. Yeah, no, you could be right yeah. there, mate. But then uh, got finally, Hewitt, sorry, go on. They got Ashton Hewitt and Jared Rosser there as well, who are, who for me, uh, are rapid on the wing. Like, you know, there's, yeah, they, yeah. they're no mugs either, and they're pretty, pretty, pretty darn effective out there. Like, Yeah. And then finally, Saturday at five o'clock, you've got uh, Scarlets at home to Sharks. I see Scarlets doing this. <laughs> I, I'm sure I've read somewhere that it's going to be um, a, a full volume Sharks team come in as well. Which, which is in our... if that is the Whoa. case, it's going to be interesting because <laughs> you know this this will be a Sharks team f- full international depth who haven't been. Getting knackered playing Six Nations games. Yeah. So, yeah. I uh, see. Um, I'm just being selfish <laughs> here. So I, I reckon Scarlets can five nil Sharks, Dragons can five nil Ospreys, Cardiff can five nil Zebra, and then Cardiff close the gap on Sharks and open the gap between ourselves and Ospreys. 
So, yeah, that's my prediction. Um, I hope I'm pinching yourself, Aries. <laughs> <laughs> and I stand by it. <laughs> now, nil-nil draws all round there. On top. Again, I hope I'm pinching, I hope I'm pinching <laughs> yourself there. Awesome. I, I'm actually quite excited for some URC action. Yeah. I, I yeah. Missed it. yeah. Not not the league itself, but yeah. just some club rugby. Like. Quite yeah. excited by yeah. Carlos game being on Friday. That'd be something, something to look forward to Friday yeah. night. Yeah, totes. Um, right, lads, it's time for us to preview the Women's Six Nations. Now, I'm going to put my hand up here. Um, I've not really ever followed women's rugby very closely. Same here. Uh, I think it's better now that it doesn't run totally parallel yeah. with the men's Six Nations because, you know what it's like, yeah. you get a bit rugbyed out. There are other time constraints. Yeah. Um, but I'm actually really keen to try and get more into this now. Uh, and with the exposure yeah. Scott and the sponsorship it's got, you know, TikTok yeah. are all over it. Uh, you've got television, you've got pro teams. I think it's, uh, I think this actually looks shape might be quite exciting. Um, Absolutely. So our fixtures then, uh, we've got Ireland in Cardiff on Saturday, followed by Scotland in Edinburgh before the fallow week. England in Cardiff, oh, which gosh. I mean, <laughs> some would some say that the Red Rose is a pound for pound the best sports team on the planet, and it's hard to make yeah. a huge case against that. Mm-hmm. Fallow week, and then France in Grenoble, and Italy in Parma, uh, which are two brilliant rugby towns. Absolutely, and that, just, that would be a oh, can you imagine like a, a sort of nine day road trip? Oh, Grenoble I was and just, Parma. I was just going to say, yeah, how good, how good would that be to follow yeah. the, the women's team there? Oh, Shit, no, then. I, I, do you know what? If I'd have been um, more on the ball, you, Christ, yeah, that would oh, have been a great. That would have been fun. great. Mm. Right, and we we laughed, we laughed because oh, shit. What are the odds of the France and Italy game being on consecutive weekends <laughs> again? Like, well, we'll oh, just have to, you know, wow. start a little sort of pod kitty, and then when when it eventually does happen again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we need we need Patreons. That's what we need to do. We need, we need yes. to uh, we need to convert our, our several dozen listens a week into <laughs> fee paying subscribers, so they can send us a holiday. Yeah, yeah. So purely for the benefit of the wider spreading of the word of message and rug, of rugby to exactly. the uh, to, to our wider audience. So <laughs> we currently one win in six, uh, beating Scotland narrowly in the Rugby World Cup with two losses to New Zealand. And narrow losses. Oh, sorry, two basically hammerings yeah. against New Zealand and one against England. And a narrow loss to Australia. Uh, in last year's Six Nations, we beat Ireland in Ireland and Scotland in Wales. Um, and the table looked like this: England were top Grand Slam, France were four from five, Wales, Ireland, and Italy were two from five, and then Scotland uh, were whitewashed. So, given this sort of form guide, I mean, like I say, I'm, I'm absolutely no expert. I don't know how the squad changes from season to season. I uh, don't know who's in, who's out. And this is something we'll come on to in a bit. The, the information is quite scant. Uh, I feel like, just looking at this on paper, Wales have got a good shot about of beating Ireland in Cardiff this weekend. Yeah, looking at it, and um, given the previous results, then that's you're not going to want to come back from that. And I suppose that Wales are going to want to be targeting them games as a minimum yeah. as a comparative 
at minimum from the previous season. You don't want to don't want to be looking to take a a backward yeah. step. So, um, Ed, I know we were chatting earlier, and you've got a bit, bit more information um, than us on sort of squads, etc. Uh, you said there were a couple of key players missing through injury. Perhaps? Uh, well, injury and GB 7s inclusion. Like um, mm-hmm. my favourite uh, Wales player is Jazz Joyce. I think um, she's incredible. Yeah. She's uh, she's like. It's it's one of those it's one of those names as well that's just yeah. marketable, isn't it? Like yeah, it rolls off the tongue. <laughs> it rolls it's off like, the tongue. You know, it, yeah, it's unique. And, and and but she's got that sort of superstar nature about about her as well. Um, mm. sort of burst onto the scene for for the seven GP sevens initially, and then um, uh, carried on with fifteens. Uh, was part of the original uh, twelve contract uh, full time contracted Wales players. Um, but yeah. her and Kaylee Powell, who was is the Wales fullback, both of Bristol Bears as well, decided to um, and uh, take remove themselves from the Wales um, full time contract program because they wanted to pursue the GB sevens, uh, and they weren't okay, allowed right. to do that alongside being WIU con- contracted players. <laughs> uh, how is that going to affect them going um, forward? Well, I, mean, I don't I, know how it will because, like they, you know, they both wanted to 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 follow the GP sevens scene and um, and push them to being part of the next Olympics. Uh, and you know, mm. I think I you know, say, f- yeah. I think the sevens circuit is is a full time thing. I don't, like you know. The uh, they like they're due to be in the final of maybe the Hong Kong Sevens possibly or not the final but they're due to be playing in the Hong Kong Sevens the same weekend as Wales play Scotland so you just the two aren't compatible. One yeah. thing that's killing me here is that the the women's game has learned nothing from the bullshit calendar that the men's game has suffered from yeah. for decades. Yeah, I think it's it, it may be difficult like with all leagues and this is where like a world league, uh, a world season would yeah. be beneficial because things would run alongside each other rather than run into each other. I think so. And um, do you know what? Like a, a few people have said, I think even Liam might've said on here, like community rugby in the summer sort of makes more sense sometimes when you think about it. Well, more to games would be get, play, yeah. More, I, more mean, games I, get I don't know. I don't know you two props to <laughs> feel about it, but be a bit more bruised. But, um, but the, <laughs> you know, less games will get pulled off. The, prob- the, the the problem is just to sort of look a bit wider. Uh, yeah. We do play two chords of rugby. We do. Yeah. We do. Yeah. And the one chord is played in the winter. One chord is played in the summer, and uh, a lot of people do flitter between both chords when they can. Now, yeah. in that circumstance. You're asking players to choose. If you, if, of course, if you rugby are. union was moved to a summer sport, yeah. and um, I'm not sure who would pick. Obviously, down to the individual, yeah. and and you couldn't always be confident in who would pick what, and that either bolsters a rugby league team and diminishes a rugby union team. Yeah. So, as 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 much as it would be great. Don't get me wrong, like, you know, more games on, summer rugby, Saturday evenings, warm, lovely, few cold ciders after the game, shorts and um, shit shirts. It's great fun after a game, like, do you know what I mean? But yeah. um, is it 
practical for those who do play both chords and they can because they can right now and you wouldn't want to put the community game under that much pressure with the limited players that they currently are at the minute to make them have to choose when like do you know what I mean yep fair points um so ahead of the tournament then um 25 uh Wales women were given pro contracts up from only 12 doing the last tranche of them which is surprise I, I you know I, I didn't I hold my hand up again here I didn't realize just how yeah. shitty the pro contracts were I was like, convinced I thought it was I was convinced I it was 15 players. yeah and it was only it was only reading yeah you'd think yeah, so would like, like 12 doesn't make any sense because that's not a team <laughs> like you'd think you'd think it'd be a, a minimum yeah, and, of and a the, squad yeah. amount you know like 20 yeah and the, well, these aren't life-changing sums of money either these are yeah. you don't no. have to go and do part of the work as well sums of money yeah it's, 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 it just makes it a little bit easier for them to be available for wheels and i think it's obviously it's very much in its infancy yeah. and it can only grow and you yeah. want to see it grow Look, to yeah, like where I, England I, 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 i've known of international wales players who have had to consider um giving up their business or giving up playing rugby um, yeah, which is never a position you'd want to be in yeah. when, you, when, you, when you, you, you're earning international honours. Yeah. Well, well, uh, yeah. Sorry, um, just quickly but... back to this squad. Like A, a good example of, of this whole contract situation was Alicia Butchers, who is, you know, was, mm-hmm. was sort of first name on the sheet for, for the Wales team. Uh, but she did her knee ligaments in against Scotland in the World Cup and has obviously been out and recovering and you, you know, can you imagine? Like she, she was one of the twelve players uh, originally contracted as well. But imagine she hadn't been originally co- contracted and and done the done that yeah. done that yeah. damage. You know, she yeah. she'd be fucked. The the mood music is good, but do you think the WIU is actually serious about getting the the women's sport on par with their counterparts in England and France? I I, I think because. Of what England and France are doing, Wales are going to try their best to, to get there. Yeah, they have to, right? Whether 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 the logistics are there right now, probably not. If we're looking at it like from what we already know. And like, but... the, the thing is, like, so in preparation for this, I did want to get a squad list, like like you do with a men's game, right? You get the squad comes out, it tells you who they play yeah. for, how many caps yeah. they've got. The women's team, like, I, 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 I don't know if I've just searched for the wrong thing, but I went to the WIU's Twitter page. I searched the word squad, and I came up with, like, a link to an article on the WIU's website, and at the bottom of that website, web page, was just a list of names split into forwards and backs. No, no mention of clubs, yeah. no mention of caps, experience. And I just think, like, if you're trying to market this, and bear in mind now, TikTok yeah. on board. Like one of the most instantly recognizable brands on the face of the planet, probably more so than Guinness. Like, you know, that might be controversial, Mikey, but it's probably true. Um, like, it's incredible to me that the uh, social media strategy is so lacking. Yeah. Like, you you know, you've got an opportunity here as well to to prove that you're looking to change and. And you you know uh, modernize and um, 
and, and e- equalise your your pro game in Wales, and you can't even be bothered. Like you don't even have to do any like background information. It doesn't take much. I'm sure they've got headshots of all these players. It doesn't take. Yeah, they'll have a date. They'll have a database of who they play yeah. for. I mean, for it's, it's like you know, that's like literally it's... you could just you know. I'm not, I'm not saying it should be dealt like with like with this. It should be dealt like this, but it's easy. Someone could just mock up a, a, a an infograph in a day. It it, it does it does not take much yeah. to oh, yeah. A it does not time. take much to do, and like, like the fact that they can't be bothered to even do that is 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 not a good start. Well, it sort of smacks of a similar thing to when we were trying to figure out what the hell was going on with the under yeah. teams. teams. Like, I'm still trying <laughs> to find scores. And it's not even just a double IU. Like, I've been on the under 18s um, Six Nations page, not not the Wales page, yeah. the, the tournament page. And there's nothing on there. Like they, like, they, they've got referees. They've but, got a referee who has to report the game that they did. And this information has to go somewhere. Uh, it doesn't just get written yeah. in this little book, black book of the referee's, you know, log, and then he goes and takes it home, puts it on his shelf, and just keeps it to himself, yeah. to themselves. You know, yeah. puts it under the yeah, pillow they, for the tough they, theory to they, take. You, you know, this information has to be collected and has to be reported back to the WIU, so it's there and it's available. And how how they can't just employ like someone, even if they're just on, you know, the basic living wage. And all they've got to do is data yeah. entry to a website. <laughs> it's just, it's just baffling. Yeah, but to be fair, we did have to build a zipline, <laughs> didn't we? So, um, but yeah, oh. hopefully, guys, we'll do our little bit now. Um, we'll be watching the games, yeah, reporting on the games, and just trying to yeah. shine as much of a light on it as as we can. I will caveat that we're saying you've heard our analysis of Wales France today, and it wasn't stellar. <laughs> uh, but but hopefully it at least drums up some I will in, say uh, I interest. Expect more that expect more of that yeah. good stuff. <laughs> I did watch a few of the games last year when I could, and I really enjoyed what I watched. And um, one thing I will say about the women's game is, I find it quite exciting. Obviously, except for the England games because they're just so one sided. Um, but the the rest of the games I found really exciting because you know. It's kind of almost a bit like when rugby was amateur and you've got these people who are there because they love rugby and they're not all gym gym heads that have been conditioning since, you know, they're old enough to to lift up a barbell. Like you have got players who are like that, but it you know, it's just like it's it's more it's more rugby focused than conditioning focused. Yeah. And um there was that game a couple of years ago against Scotland, wasn't it? When um, Wales uh, scored and they needed to convert to draw the game level. Yes, I remember this. Yeah, and you know, there's no less drama there than in any other game you watch in the URC or in the Men's Six Nations. There is still, I, I was watching that game and you know, my heart was racing yeah. as much, if yeah. not more. Like, do you know what I mean? Just to well, sort of. Yeah. It's, it's, it, you forget the fact it's, it's, it's a Wales women's team, it's a Wales yeah. team. Yeah, you want to see Even Wales as win. recently as the World Cup where they had they had a last minute penalty that had to be kicked to win to win the group game. And you know, they, they I I was up watching that and I was just like, bloody hell, come on. <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering if we can um arrange our calendars to go watch the uh, Wales Red Roses game in Cardiff. Apparently it the the fixture in Ireland this weekend is ten euros. 
So, like, if uh, if we're all yeah, free, is, that might be a good one to. Uh, uh, yeah, we'll go down to. Well, I don't know. I, what, I, I, like, I, well, I, I know when it is, but like, we'll we'll, we'll worry about that off. <laughs> yeah. We don't need to. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Air our calendars <laughs> on on the pod. Yeah. Nobody needs to our calendars. To. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. But yeah, hopefully, look. Like, well, there's so much rugby to cover this weekend. Uh, I'm sure we'll have like a two-hour episode next week. Ooh. If you want to look forward to. <laughs> Yeah, um, and in, in seasons to come, hopefully, like there's enough information out there that we'll be able to start doing squad pods, etc. Yeah, uh, that'd be great for the women's six nations as well. Right then, lads, do we have any uh, forbidden loves to finish off with, Mikey? I think uh, Ed, yeah. you say you had one. Um, mine is uh, Ireland's rugby dominance. <laughs> right, and on that note, Ed, Ed um... is now removed from the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the one week we haven't had any gremlins. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Mikey censored himself last week by, by not being able to speak. Had to oh yeah, oh you guys done me, you, you, you guys done me right dirty hey, last week. Down your favour though, yeah, because yeah. you got those points for Tompkins. <laughs> you did. Yeah. Oh, I wish I'd, I'd rather um, not. Thanks yeah, very much. I think. Um, yeah. I just, yeah, despise the Ireland team, so this is why it makes me more <laughs> unhappy with with just, like, it, it's it's probably just jealousy more than anything because they, oh, they are just, like, they're playing very good rugby and very complete rugby almost, and they've got such incredible depth. And, you know, you think, you think in taking into account the teams they've beaten in, in, in recent years... I think, in fact, they've beaten everyone in the top 10, haven't they? Like, in the last sort of three or four years. Uh, don't know, can't uh, I'd have to look into it. I'm just pulling that out, out of my ass, to be honest. <laughs> but, yeah, like... Um, nah, didn't happen. Yeah. Didn't happen. Uh, so... I think that might be the most forbidden of all the loves <laughs> yeah, we've had. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So and I will be giving myself 20 lashes after the pod. Yeah. <laughs> I should think so too. So mine, um, it wasn't. It's not my forbidden love, but it's a Ooh. forbidden love I observed. And it was um, after the England Island game. It was Andy showing Owen a scintilla of warmth in public <laughs> in, the presence, was, was of, in the presence of Johnny Saxon because <laughs> <laughs> they they do love each other. Did They're you? Uh, I love the shithousery yeah. of Andy Farrell as well because he's been buying uh, his grandkids, so Owen's children, I, four yeah. island kids yeah. to win. <laughs> oh, that's great! Yeah. I love it. Yeah, amazing. Awesome. All right, boys. Um, yeah. Shall oh, we leave oh, it there? Uh, oh. Hang on. Yeah, I go on. Oh, go on. Uh, Blair King on's try. Be Scotland <laughs> for God's sake. <laughs> like you know, yes. they 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 they'd won it. Hum, be humble, boys. Be humble. Yeah. Kick it yeah. out. You know, don't go the length of the. Don't let... They did so not leave the bonus point. No, don't let Dewey man the bonus point. No. no. Don't let the them blow up. Horn was like <laughs> Finn Hu. <laughs> the little yes, yeah. he did as well when he, uh, when he when he got across the whitewash and he was sort of running towards the perimeter of the post. Yeah. He did his little fist bump to himself and I'm like, oh come on, Blair. Nobody ever shows Blair King Horn on five consecutive games and gets away with it. <laughs> but like yeah, the, the, the length of the pitch try, like you know, I I'll say Italy out on the out on their feet, like but. Oh, we wanted them to score so badly, didn't we? we the did, whole yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were there, we were there, there in Walkabout recently when we were like, going like, actually, you know what? Uh, 
It reminded me yeah. of watching the uh, Japan South Africa game in what used to be the beer keller in the uh, Millennium Plaza yeah. in Cardiff. Uh, everybody yeah, in that, I uh, remember. that was oh, Japanese. Mate, that that, was, that yeah. was, yeah. It was so great. I wish I'd recorded that moment, but I was just so, I just could not take my eyes off the screen. Yeah. Right then. Shall we uh, yeah. leave it there, chaps? We shall. Okay. Well, just to say thank you ever so much for listening. Uh, if you enjoy what you hear, please tell your friends, share, subscribe, rate, give us a little message on Twitter. Um, I don't know about the boys, but I'm always replying and things. So uh, please feel free. And on that note, we shall say goodbye. So Goodbye. take care and ta-ra. ta